Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, everybody. Welcome to God's Hour of Truth. I'm your host, Apostle Ed Eberly. Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody here in the United States as well as around the world. Tonight, I have a special treat for everybody here. We have a special guest, a dear friend of my wife and I, Ramona Trevino. She has a special ministry, and God is using her in a mighty way. And I know she has many wonderful things to tell us. Uh, Before we get started, what I want to do is I want to have a word of prayer, and then I'm going to turn her loose on here and everything, because I know you'll be blessed by our ministry. So let's look to the Lord in prayer and ask God to bless this program in a special way, okay? Heavenly Father, we just want to praise you. We just want to lift up the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do tonight, what you're going to do through each and every one of us here and those that are listening, Father. I just thank you, Father, because, Lord, this is your program. It's not ours. And, Father, I just ask you give Ramona the words that you would have her to speak and to say, Father, because you know what needs to be said. And, Father, just bless her and anoint her in a special way tonight as she comes forth uh, like never before, Father. Just bless her in a special way. And open the hearts and the minds of the hearers, Father, that they will receive it, not only be hearers but also doers, and be able to incorporate it into their lives, Father, that they can bring forth much fruit harvest. Now, Father, we just want to thank you. We just want to turn everything over to you now, Lord, and we just praise you for what you're about to do in Jesus' name. And they all said amen, amen, amen. and amen. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce our dear friend, Sister Ramona Trevino here, and I know she has much to say to us here to be a blessing to each and every one of us. Thank you, and welcome Ramona Trevino, the mic is yours right now. <laughs> oh, God Praise bless God. you. Thank you so much, Edward. It's it's always an honor and a privilege just to be able to um, be on this platform with you. And you know how near and dear both you and Sabina are to me, uh, yes. just so the audience knows, um, met probably met you um, over Internet, right, yes. at probably, yes. what, a couple years now? And um, we would pray over the phone together. I always felt the anointing um, whenever I needed something. They were both there any time of day or night can call Ed or Sabina. And um, and then with prayerful thought and consideration, um, I asked Sabina to be my spiritual mom. And she's on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. So we weren't sure how that would work. But it works just fine because the Lord knows what he's hey. doing. And then I was blessed yes. to be able to meet them in person last year. So they're very near and dear to my heart. So thank you for this opportunity. Yes, praise God. It's our pleasure, my pleasure, really. Um, We're I'm not quite sure have... where you'd like me to start. You know, I've been I've been so blessed. I mean, um, by the yes, time I... Ed and Sabina met me, um, I was already doing radio, and I've been doing radio. My ministry is Blossoms of My Life Ministries. Um, and we just got our 501C, which I'm very, very grateful. So now I need to work on that and figure out how to work all that out. But, um, you know, it took me um, a, a, a commitment to the Lord to, for him to bring back things. You know, um, my, a lot of my go-to scripture, Romans 8:28. you know, that he brings all things together for the good, especially for those that love and, and honor him, right, and worship him and serve him. And, you know, in my early years of being a Christian, I wasn't doing that. So things weren't going good for me. 
And there was a lot of turmoil in my testimony where, you know, I could, the Lord, you know, he uses our testimonies to help other people. And, and I can help people that um, have had sexual crimes upon them. I can help people that have felt um, unworthy. I can help people that uh, need deliverance from depression, anxiety, uh, suicide, all of those things were things of my past. But moving forward um, in how Blossoms of My Life started was um, through all that turmoil, a lot of heartache and a lot of things going wrong because I wasn't walking with the Lord. Um, he still allowed me uh, to go through college and then gave me the opportunity of being a special ed teacher. And um, I, I took my job very seriously so going to work was everything I could do. And, I mean, I just can't even imagine if I wasn't all the years doing it unto the Lord what my career would have been like. But once I turned my life over to the Lord and gave my career unto the Lord, things just blossomed. And um, I met some wonderful people. I was able to get my master's degree in uh, moderate to severe special ed. Um, I never thought I would be a teacher because I was terrible in school. So when they asked me to teach, um, you know that had to come from God. And in every assignment I had, I look back now, now that I'm retired after 21 years, it had to be God. Um, and I would just, you know, make sure that my classroom was, he had me with his special children. And so I took that very seriously. And the Lord allowed me um, to really shine. He gave me so many gifts and talents in that area that um, I, I sometimes would sit back and say, wow, did that just come out of me and did that just happen? Um, I had a voice for them and I had a voice for parents that didn't have a voice or didn't understand how the systems worked. And so as my career started to blossom and, and my life I was just surrendering everything to God. Eventually, my classrooms became my pulpits, and I would come to school early. I would pray over my tables and my desks, and before you knew it, you know, my staff, I, I sometimes had up to five different people working with me, depending on the needs of my students, and, you know, they would come to me, and I would witness to them, and before you knew it, you know, I'm leading them to the Lord, and and. So in every classroom that I've had, I always, uh, the Lord allowed me to have a godly influence, and they knew that um, I ran a classroom because of God in, in what he gave me. So that was always an honor. But the parents were always somebody very special to me. And when, um, after I wrote my first book, Free at Last, The Struggle to Be Good Enough, and and that worked on my deliverance from my anxiety, depression, and my unworthiness. The Lord helped to break that free with that book because the writing gave me the healing. Um, I started asking the Lord about another book. And I was um, with a dear friend, and she did some photos for me. And it was just a miracle how it happened, Ed, because... She took me to this place where I sat under this tree, and she took a bunch of photos that whole weekend. Um, she woke me up um, to have coffee, and she said, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had this picture, and I can't 
stop looking at it and I need you to look at it. And so it's me sitting underneath this blossom tree, beautiful blossoms. And um, she knew that I was trying to figure out a title and an idea of a book to write. And the minute I saw it, we, I just had tears in my eyes and I told her, that's going to be the cover to my book. And I know this, the, the title now. And she said, what is it? And I said, Blossoms of My Life. And the more I said that and the more I realized what I was going to be writing about, it just resonated so well. And basically what the Lord showed me with the blossoms was that everybody that was a part of my life and my career up to that point had been a part of my life and a very significant part of my life. They all played a role in who I was as a special ed teacher. I, I embraced them. They embraced me. Um, blossoms can sometimes, and when you see a tree in full blossom, there's many, many blossoms on it. They're beautiful. Blossoms will go away, but then they'll rejuvenate, and then there's more blossoms. And so just that significance of how the many parents and the many children that I worked with were just these blossoms in my life. And so that came the title, and I reached out to some of my families, and nine of them said yes to writing um, a story about their children and what it was like to have a child with special needs from birth until some of them were in their 30s by then and by now. And um, all of them were my students except for one, I believe, Isaiah. But the book was, you know, it, it touched many people's lives because there's a lot of people that um, don't understand what that's like to have a child with special needs. They don't understand um, how the school system works when you have a child with special needs and just how they're going to make it. How are we going to do this? They all chose life. All of them knew that they were going to have a child with special needs, except um, all of them did not know until their child was born. And one of them, even after they were born, their child started experiencing seizures, and then they realized she had a, um, an issue with her brain. But only one of them knew, and she chose life for her son that was Down syndrome. She would not allow the doctors that were trying to get her to abort. She said, no, I, this is a miracle. I've been trying to get pregnant for years. It doesn't matter what he's going to be like. He's going to be born, and he's going to be fine. And she went through a lot having, um, um, you know, that child. But because of that book, um, that's where the radio show came, which was amazing, because I was with um, – KKMC in Salinas, California, and I was going there and promoting the book. They just kind of met me, I think at a, a Christian event, and they asked me to come online, and then they asked me to keep coming back, and why don't you keep coming back, and let's talk about your guests, and let's do this, and then, and then they invited me on to go live when they would do their live shows every Thursday, and so it was kind of fun to be in the station, of course. And um, when the book came out, I said, okay, well, now what? And they said, well, why don't you open, you know, why don't you start a show? And I didn't, I mean, I could have never even thought of doing radio. And so they're the ones that um, talked to me about doing the show and calling it Blossoms of My Life. 
And basically what Blossoms of My Life radio show is, is I just um, interview people that have a God story. So um, I interview people that, I interview pastors, I've interviewed you, Ed, and Sabina, anybody that has a testimony so that we can take over the airwaves, which is like what you're doing, right, Ed? And so um, that's kind of where it started, and then it turned into the ministry work because that blossoms of my life just continued on because not only were the children, you know, I started looking at is everybody that has come into my life has been part of my life for a reason, and they've all been significant relationships for a reason, whether they were bad and, and the, the relationship was negative or they were good. God still used all things and turned it all around for the glory of him. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Yes, the uh, the testimony right there, just in listening, uh, you can, uh, as you heard people are listening right now, it's such an honor and a blessing. You can see why I say from a white Sabina and I to be real good friends of, of uh, Sister Ramona because she's truly a blessing. She's a blessing sent. Uh, she really has the love of Jesus Christ in her heart. She's a very humble lady, and she has uh, uh, a lot of things that she has uh, used her in and seen much fruit. And, you know, uh, her books, another thing, the books that she's written, several books that she'll uh, speak to you about here, but I've, I've read uh, at least one. I might read a couple about that check there. But uh, we had the <laughs> honor and the privilege. <laughs> she had us forward to one book, and it's really, really beautiful. It's really yeah, beautiful. So that, yeah, that one was um, Holy Spirit, I Met You Here. So that was my uh, third book that you, um, I was honored that you were the forward to. And, you know, for the audience yes. to understand, you know, I had a relationship with Christ, but I didn't understand the, you know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and what that meant and what it could bring. I had a yearning and I had um, a desire And every church I would attend, and I'd be there for a while, and I'd say, what is that? Because the preacher would be preaching about the, you know, Holy Spirit and the power and everything, and and I wanted it. Um, But, you know, they would make you go through classes and, you know, take this class. We're offering the Holy Spirit class um, this time this month, you know, and take these classes. And after 10 weeks, you know, you're going to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so then... You know, I'd finish the classes and then and then ask for a prayer, and there was no baptism of the Holy Spirit, not like what they're saying. And it was like only the people that sat up front that were leadership, they visibly had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but, but I wasn't getting it, and I didn't understand it. Like, do I have to be a part of the ministry team in order to have it? I mean, so many questions in my mind of why I couldn't have what they're always talking about. You know, because every message at a good Bible preaching church, they talk about this Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is very important to all of us. And I wanted it bad. No matter how many classes I took, it wasn't happening. And it wasn't about the classes. It was just how they were presenting it. And so when I met uh, my pastor in Hollister, Pastor Carmen Gabriel, um, he is has been in Hollister in ministry for 38-plus years, um, beautiful church. 
I always passed it by when I would go to work. Um, and I always wanted, I always said, you know, I got to stop in that place. I'd always say, I'm going to stop there. And I never did. And one day I needed help in my house and, and somebody gave me his number that he was a contractor. And he came over and he walked in my house. It was 2014, 15. And he had seen, obviously I was a Christian and he asked me if I was a Christian. I told him I was. And, and he said, well, I, I'm a pastor of a church. And and he invited me to his church. And, you know, he laughed. And I was like, I was honored. I sat down on my couch and I remember just weeping, saying, wow, Lord, you brought me here. I mean, the whole miracle of even owning my own house, that's a whole nother miracle testimony. But now I actually had a pastor in my house. I was just flabbergasted. You know, I was just like, Lord, I need to go and visit his church. I think that's what you want me to do. And so that next Sunday, I was in a December 2015, I went and he was like, I can't believe you showed up. And I said, well, you invited me. And we had, you know, that was the start of a beautiful relationship, um, him and his wife. And, and I just embraced everything. I mean, his church is so spirit filled. You walk in there and you just feel the Holy Spirit. And I remember um, after two weeks, I went up for prayer after service. And I said, you know, I've always heard about the Holy Spirit. I hear you preach these last two weeks about the Holy Spirit. Um, you don't talk about having classes, but I want the Holy Spirit. And he's like, okay, let's do this. And so he started praying. He gave me scriptures to, you know, let me know um, in Corinthians and in Acts chapter 2 and just what it was going to be like and where it was going to come out of and what it would feel like and, you know, the evidence of speaking in tongues. Um, and so he started praying over me and praise God, um, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. And, you know, I was so excited because it was like a whole new, so many other things opened up after that. Um, you know, that after that is when, you know, my second book came out, The Blossoms of My Life, and then the radio came out of that. And then you know, just so many other things that happened, um, jail ministry, you know, juvenile hall, um, and, and then he even, um, you know, uh, gave me a license to pastor, which he, his wife said he's never done that in the 38 years he's been there, never trusted anybody to do that. So it was an honor and a privilege. And, um, you know, it, it, it's so important for the believers to understand when we're saved, the Holy Spirit is with us. That's our counselor. The, the word of God tells us that. But when you can ignite it and have the experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and have the evidence of speaking in tongues, and not everybody is able to relinquish that right away because there's a lot of things that get in the way. And I write about that in my book. But when you finally can, and when it finally happens, so many things come out of that. It's like a floodgate that happens immediately. You, you have that power now. Not that you didn't have it before, because, you know, when we're saved and, and, and we have the mind of Christ, 
The Lord gives us those things, but it's just, um, I can't even describe it. It just exasperates everything more, just having that baptism. It gives you that more of a power. Um, You start getting the discernment to be able to um, listen better to the Holy Spirit, be attuned more. When you're reading your word, it just comes more alive. And so I would highly suggest that if anybody has not experienced that, to find somebody to pray with you. I know, Ed, you've done it over the phone with people um, because it's so important for our walk in Christ to have that. It it, it takes you to a whole nother level. I'm so grateful that Pastor Carmen didn't say, you know, well, next month we're going to have a class, start taking that, because that's such a shame to do that. The Holy Spirit is available right then and there. It shouldn't be something that you have to wait for. You know, I kind of think about the same thing. I don't know about you, Pastor, about when when somebody wants to be baptized. They want to be baptized so badly because they know the obedience, reading the word, it says in the word. And in the churches now, they say, well, we're going to have a class. We want to make sure you take the class. And then, you know, after you take the class, then we'll uh, schedule a time, you know, that didn't that's not how it happened in 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 the days of Jesus somebody got saved they got baptized and then the holy spirit came and so it all happened quickly how it should happen it wasn't about um the teaching and and needing more all the teaching that we need is in our word it, it the, the word of god tells us everything that we need and and it's kind of a shame that sometimes and i get it you know, the churches say, well, we have to prepare. We need to make sure we have, you know, the waters there and things like that. But, I mean, I, I just think about how wonderful it would be where if somebody got saved and then they were just like, you want to get baptized? Yeah, let's do that now, too. You have the Holy Spirit? Okay, let's do that, too. I just feel like it should all come together. Don't you agree? Amen. I agree. Uh, you are talking my language. Everything that you're saying from the time <laughs> years ago, I had experience. And you're, you're saying it right. You are saying it right because I know uh, this is, I'll briefly just say this. I never heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, tongues, Pentecost, or anything when I received it way back in about June of 71. That's what, 51 years. And uh, anyhow, I was saved in, in uh, my wife and I on August the 3rd, you know, of, of 70. And for 10 and a half months, I was wavering back and forth. I just didn't have the victory. And uh, anyhow, uh, I was going to be baptized that day, water baptized that day. But uh, the pastor told my wife, I was, I guess, in the bathroom or something at that time. He said, listen, I can't baptize your husband because he smokes. And she said, well, pastor, oh my these other men. <laughs> yeah. And anyhow, anyhow the, the pastor told uh, about my wife, and she said about the other men smoking. And, of course, I smoked in front of him, you know. And he said, well, let me talk to Ed. So I talked to him, and uh, I agreed to quit smoking. He said, well, Ed, do you agree to quit smoking? I'll baptize you this afternoon. So my wife and I and the kids went out to dinner, out to a fast food place. And, and I told Sabine, I said, honey, you know, I like to smoke. And, you know, i just been up and down, just not getting anywhere. I said, I'm just giving it all to God. I don't see how in the world it's going to happen. But I said, I'm just going to give it all to God and ask for him to give me the power to live for him. 
So we went to the water baptism there, and the pastor baptized me, had a wonderful service, testified I was quitting smoking. It it was just like you were saying, put it all together, you know. So I was water baptized and uh, went home that that day uh, towards the evening. And at 9 o'clock, it was my favorite program, but Andrew was on, you know. And uh, I went to the house there with my wife's kids who were in bed. And uh, uh, I said, honey, I'm going back to our bedroom. I'm going to be praying. And she nearly fell out of the seat because I'd never said that to her, especially, <laughs> especially with my favorite program on. They didn't have recorders back in 71. So I said, hey, I'm going to be back there. And I went back to the Lord. And, and what got me baptized, the Holy Ghost, I knew less about the Bible than anybody probably listening now. Never heard of Pentecost tongue. Knew nothing about nothing. So I was completely illiterate to it okay so it'll show you how you can be at zero and god will still do it so mind you right. it's just a few hours before i was water baptized so i said lord i just give my all to you i said i, I quit smoking and i'm just giving my all to you and i said lord i need the power to live for it because there's no possible way i could see it and i'll tell you what happened ramona what the, the it was a hot night in june and all of a sudden, the curtains, you know, they were still, but all of a sudden, the curtains blew up, and, and uh, lights cataclysmic came above me. It was just like flashing lights all over the place. And, you know, I, I just went into it. I thought, what in the world is happening? You know, I, I just didn't know what was happening. So, anyhow, after I was done uh, there, I was just a glow. Sabina said, when I come out, she said, you were lit up like Moses. I was a glow, and I have not been... The same since that time, 51 years ago, I said, God, show me your word, because I was I was really, uh, really afraid of the Bible because there's so much to learn and know. And I thought, how in the world can I right. know that or anything? Cause I never liked to read. I was afraid to stand up in front of people. Everything that I'm doing now, I was afraid of. I used to play hooky from school so I wouldn't have to stand up in public speaking. Right. I didn't like to read anything like that. So anyhow, he, he baptized me with the Spirit. And uh, nobody, I didn't go to a Pentecostal church until almost five years later. The Lord didn't allow me to do it. But when he did that experience, he took me through several churches. Uh, they would introduce some things. And I always wanted to go to the Pentecost church, but he wouldn't allow us to be there for five years. But what happened after that, Ramona, was uh, when I have to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was one year later until I knew what happened to me. Because there was a man that went to the full gospel businessman at work with me there, and I told him my experience. And he said, listen, he said, what happened? He received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I spoke about yeah. the language, how I spoke. He said, would you speak fluently? I said, no, no. And he gave me some instruction and told me what to do. And, uh, and yeah. I went home, and of course, in bed at nighttime, I would just start to praise and worship God. And one evening there, just a couple of days later, I went into fluency. And that was it, right from there. And just build up and build up, you know. But I didn't even right. know what I had to know that. So that goes to show you it's not about any classes, just by what you said right there. It's just about giving your all to him and asking him for that power. Because he, remember, he said, Terry, do you receive? But the only reason he said Terry is because Jesus was on earth at that time. And he said, listen, you Terry, I'm going back, but you Terry, because 10 days after I go back, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And uh, that's where the Terry can be, but the Holy Spirit is here now. So the, when you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the Holy Spirit right on the spot. And like you said, we had many people on on phone and all over uh, minister to them and online, on phone, face-to-face meetings. 
this where the Spirit of God is in the heart, because there's no distance with God in prayer. And when we release our faith in that, it happens no matter if I'm praying somebody in Africa from here. It, it just happens because there's no distance with God. But it just lined up with what you said. Everything you said right there is so true, because it's a man yeah. or woman's heart with gets it it's right so you go ahead. and I remember you know what came after that and I'm still praying for the interpretation because um, I have a, like when you just have your prayer language that's a little bit different than uh, I actually have the gift of like a prophetic word of knowledge tongue and so I didn't even understand what that was because I hadn't learned nothing like that but one Sunday mm-hmm. we were in service in church and worship and all of a sudden, my belly, everything was just like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit um, never disrupts. He's, he's always very calm in how he, you know, presents himself. And it was like the song was just ending, and my pastor had just finished praying, getting ready to say the word, and boom, here comes out this loud, you know, now I'm not praying to myself in tongues, just this loud projected um, message in tongues. And he was was like ready to interpret because he has the gift of interpretation. The Spirit of God was obviously there, and he immediately interpreted the word. And I was, I sat back down and I was just bawling because I could not believe that God used me that way and actually spoke through me to the congregation. And so that's a whole nother exciting gift that the Lord has uh, blessed me with. And so that book, Holy Spirit, I Met You Here, is actually talking about my walk with Christ and how I met Pastor Carmen, how I got the baptism, and then what happened with the gift from there and what it's like. Because, um, And I never even knew I was going to write a book, but I was so excited about the words that were being spoken, the prophetic words that were being spoken over that church that I started writing them down. I told his wife, I said, I'm going to start writing these down and dating them because these are amazing words that the Holy Spirit's speaking over this church. And so I started writing them down. And, you know, after a couple of years in this book that I'm writing of remembrance, one day I just felt prompted from the Lord to write a book. And I told the pastor, I'm going to write a book about all these words that have been spoken. And so Holy Spirit, I met you here is about that. It's about how I met the Holy Spirit there, how it happened, you know, and, and just then then just the documentations of the different dates and the words that were spoken. And then um, I have a few, a chapter on, you know, simple steps of how to, to achieve, you know, the gift that's already in all of us. It's just how to activate it, basically. But um, I was really pleased with how that book came out. Um, and, and so now, you know, the, the church, they have the book and they give it out for people that come in that, that ask questions. And, <clears throat> and that's basically what it's for. You know, I'm not writing to make money or being a, you know, that book made number one bestseller. And I'm so grateful for that um, for a couple months. Um, but the writing that God has me doing is, is just to share what he's doing in, in, in my life and, and what he can do in everybody else's life. And that's what that book's for. But, you know, I was thinking about this scripture and, and I wanted to, uh, Job 33, 4, for the spirit of God has made me 
and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. You know, that, that scripture means so much to me because the Spirit of God, knowing that the Spirit of God has made me and that the breath of the Almighty gives me life. If we could even just stop and not take for granted every day the breath of life that we have, being a believer, and, and those of you that maybe don't know Christ, you know, that's what he does. He wakes you up every day, and he gives you another opportunity to meet him. And then once you meet him, he gives you every day an opportunity to do the work that he asks us to do. Because we're not here just to make ourselves happy and buy houses and have new cars and buy new clothes. That's not what we're here for. Once we meet him, then we're his. And he's going to use us any way that he can in order to share the gospel, to share his love, to be the hands and feet of Jesus while we're here until we meet him with our eternal home. You know, um, it's just so important to me. And sometimes, you know, um, it's so easy for, um, especially if you've known the Lord for a long time, Ed, and I don't know if you ever feel like this, but... It's so easy to sometimes, um, like, you, you just kind of take things for granted, but you don't really realize that you're doing that. You know, you get into that rut or that place of, you know, I go to church because that's what I do on Sundays. And it's not mm-hmm. about I go to church because I want to go and meet and be in the presence of God. Um, families kind of start to get into that place. Well, you know, I tithe because I do that every, every, you know, payday. I tithe. I, I'm a tither. I do that. But it, it's just kind of like it's a routine instead of that you're doing mm-hmm. it unto the Lord. You know, and, and it happens to all of us. I've, I have to repent to get myself back on track because sometimes I wake up and I'm thinking, i got to do this, i got to do that. Stop, stop, Ramona, stop, and remember that the Lord just woke you up. Ask him first what you want him to do, what he wants you to do today. Don't just start jumping up and doing all these things that you want to do because you're not here for yourself, Ramona. You're here because the Lord allowed you to be here. Find out what he wants you to do. And when you start doing that, it's so powerful for your day every day. You know, I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in this world today with the things that are going on in the world and the news. And yes, it's important for us to know what's going on around the world. It's so important. But, you know, don't let that consume you because what you're consumed by, just like Job 33, 4 says, what you're consumed by is the spirit of God. And when you can get to that place where you know who consumes you, oh, every day is just a blessing, right? Amen. It is. It's what we make our days with our relationship with the Lord. You know, I was thinking of something you said right there really caught my attention, two things. Uh, first thing was naturally what we're talking about, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking in tongue. That's our prayer language. But uh, what Ramona said there, this is for the audience, was the gift of tongue. It's found in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 11, the nine gifts. That's a separate gift of the Spirit. But yes. everybody has the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues at once. That's for everybody. Now, the gifts of the Spirit are given 
severally as, as God wills them at the time of need. Severally, he gives those gifts up. But the prayer language is for everybody, just like we have a language that we speak yes. in right now. Prayer language is for everybody. And it's a language the devil can't interpret. And uh, But getting back to the other thing is really something you don't hear said very much. And I think Sabina uh, showed you that uh, when our breathing, when you said in Job 33-4 about our breath and everything, you know, when you breathe, you know, I think she said this to you and talking to you before, but you're saying, in other words, when you, you breathe up, in other words, you take the air in, you're saying, yah, and then let it out, it's way. So you're saying, Yahweh, you're speaking the Lord, you're speaking the Lord's name out every time you take a breath. When you draw in, you're going, And that's just by breathing, you know. A person doesn't even know the Lord when they do that. If they just draw in their breath and then let it out, you know, you, just, you keep your face straight. You don't move your mouth, your chin, but it comes out y'all way when you try that right mm-hmm. there. So we're, we're worshiping the Lord just by our breathing because he gave us this breath. And this breath for what we draw in, for what we let out, is honoring him. And we yeah. just found yeah. out. About a year ago, yeah. I guess. Tone. I think yeah, I remember you that. that. Yeah, I remember that. You know, I, right now, too, I was just thinking, um, I don't know if there's anybody out there that is, you know, you feel kind of, oh, discouraged because maybe you have a loved one that's just not, you know, when we come to walk with the Lord, we want everybody to be saved, Right. That's our goal is we want our family and our loved ones to be um, just to know the Lord because we know we know what's happening. And you you got to stop and think about the miracle of your salvation. You know, when I said yes to Christ, I mean, that was a miracle. That was a miracle. And, you know, to get delivered from depression and anxiety and uh, the spirit of suicide, that was a miracle. You know, the Lord delivered me from that. And, you know, sometimes we can get overburdened with our family members that that aren't following Christ or we're watching them. And, you know, I, I, I'm really careful to not judge somebody else's walk because their journey is different than mine. And what the Lord's doing with them is different than what the Lord's doing with me. But if you have a child that you're interceding for and you have a child that you're really hoping that, you know, I hope that they um, come to the Lord. Um, In Psalm 103 verse, let's see, verse 16, I'll start with verse 17. Psalm 103, it says, but the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him because we need to have a reverent fear for the Lord, not getting complacent like what I was talking about earlier. Don't get complacent with your relationship with God. And then it says, his salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obeys his commandments. Well, the Lord's word is always true and faithful. God never goes back on his promises. And it's really good to pray when you're praying. If you open up your Bible, maybe you don't know all the scriptures, but just open up your Bible and find something and hold on to it. And so this is something I've been holding on to right now, interceding for my family, 
because it says here that his salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant of those who obey his commandments. So that's me. And that means the children's children. That's my children and their children. And that will go from their children to their children. Once they come to you know Christ and walk with Christ, then it's their children. But that is just a powerful scripture for um, anyone to hold on to right now. So Psalm 103, verse 617 through 19. Um, because, and, and that kind of, you know, that's another thing that helps me to hold on to my faith with Christ, knowing like, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to you because of the promises that you give me is that by my faithfulness, my children and their children and their children are going to come to know you in a glorious way. I would love to be able to, you know, be alive for that to happen. And I asked the Lord for that. Can it be in my lifetime? But that's another thing that's, that's awesome too is our prayers. God says if we have not because we ask not. And as long as we have that obedient faithfulness to Christ, our prayers are going to be answered it's just his will and his time when they will. But our prayers continue on even when we leave this place. Even if I was to pass on all the prayers that I have been praying, all this faithful time that I have had walking with the Lord and writing down prayer requests and interceding for other people, those prayers continue to be manifested even after I leave because God's Amen. word continues to be living and and it's the same yesterday today forever it'll never go away that gives me comfort and helps my faith to know that whatever i'm praying for even if i don't get to see the answer it's gonna still happen amen amen and we don't just like you said right there and this is something that a lot of people don't realize you know david in the bible a lot of times that you read like for solomon and on through you'll see him referring back to david god as a david your father or forefathers uh i'm going to honor you i'm going to bless you because he was part of the heritage now uh what happens is in a generation just like we used to be and I, we have we have great grandchildren. We have fourteen greats, nine grands, three children. Now we've seen them come to the Lord. Several of them, great uh, grands, and well, a few, a few of them. We have more. They aren't all saved. We're still uh, Sabine and I are praying for them. But here's the thing: because of us, she's a matriarch. I'm the patriarch. And as I live the godly life that I live, and she lives the godly life that she does. They are blessed because of us. A lot of they are blessed, and we've told them that. It's because of the way we live our lives. But that puts a responsibility on us to live those lives because the such a thing is a generational curse. You know, like some fathers might have been alcoholics or womanizers, and they pass it down to their sons or grandsons, and they need a generational curse broken off of them. But on the positive side, see, that's a negative, living an ungodly life in the family, like the, the grandfather does this, and the father, then the son. But when that heritage is a good heritage of a godly uh, father, a godly mother, and you pass it on down, that's what follows, and that's a blessing to help your children, you say. It curses the children when you're actually living the wrong type of life. And a lot of people don't consider that. They don't think, they think, well, I'm living a life unto myself. But you're not. Nobody ever lives unto themselves. That's just in our family. 
but those around us, what they see. In other words, we profess Christianity. We need to show it, or otherwise we could cause a soul there to say, hey, there's nothing to it there. Look at that man Look what, or that woman, what they do. So that's why we never live under ourselves. And what we do can bless somebody else without us even realizing. In other words, we're a blessing to our family without even thinking about it. Because you just think about being a blessing. We minister to different people, but just by the way you live your life, you're a blessing to your family if you're living the life that God wants you to. Right, right. Right. And so, yeah, God's just been pretty amazing to me. You know, I've got some health stuff that sometimes comes and goes, but, you know, um, I've learned, too, that when I go through my things, instead of saying, why me, Lord, I say, um, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to learn out of this? Um, so that I don't have a negative outlook out of it because he's going to teach me something out of it. However, I'm, I could get through it crying on my bed for days. I'm still going to learn something from it. Um, it's just Amen. like when you're disciplined by your mom and dad, they, they discipline you as a small child. Um, they disciplined you so that you could learn something. So sometimes it didn't feel good when you got disciplined, but you were disciplined to learn. And so sometimes, you know, and and I try really hard. Um, I don't think that everything comes from the enemy. I know that there's, you know, there's definitely a spiritual warfare going out there. But, you know, if I'm a child of God and the spirit of God is within me, just like Job 33, 4 says, the enemy and the spirit of God cannot live within me at the same time. It's just not possible because I am one with Christ. So when something goes on with me, I just think, okay, Lord, you want me to learn something from this either. You know, if I, if it's an ailment, I usually, and, and I'm good about this. I'm usually doing too much and he wants me to stop for a minute and just stop. And so that's the only way to stop Ramona is you have to stop me that way. <laughs> to yeah, where I'm either ill or bedridden <laughs> right and then I'm like okay okay I hear you now I'll stop <laughs> yeah but, um, well, you know what, what oh go ahead no I was just going to say that you know we, oh. if you change your the way that you look at things whether I don't you know um, maybe you got a ticket for speeding instead of getting mad at yourself or the officer Maybe you need to stop and ask the Lord, what did you want me to learn out of this situation? How did you handle it? You know, mm-hmm. did you handle it in a godly manner? I mean, was your attitude okay? There's a lot of reasons why he has us do things or things happen, especially if things are happening to you repetitively. That's a pretty good clue in my life anyways. If something's happening repetitively, like where I'm like, really, again? then it's usually that there's something that he wants me to learn that I haven't quite grasped yet. (laughs) That's it. it. Well, you know, if we approach life uh, in a way, in other words, God will make lemonade out of every lemon that comes your way. And we a lot of times we go back to Joseph, where what the devil meant for evil, God turned around for good. You know, the story of Joseph, of course, to the palace. And uh, another script you can use with that there. He says, be content whatever state you're in. Paul said that. 
And he was a prime example of that because, you know, a lot of his books he wrote while he was in prison, and you would never know it by the writings of it, which simply means to be content the state you're in doesn't mean that you want to be there, whether it be whatever it is, you know, prison or anything else. But, in other words, in spite of it, you are victorious, you have peace, you have joy, you have a relationship, and you're moving on out, you see. In other words, to maintain yourself, because there isn't such a thing as a valley in a Christian unless we let ourselves go into a valley, because we should be straight-lined. We we all get hit with things that range in the just and the unjust, but it's how we approach it, what you just said right there. Uh, it's how we approach things, the attitude in them, and we learn from them. And, and you know, it, it's a thing that... Uh, just like when God gives us a prophetical word, uh, what we have to do is we get a prophetical word from the time that word is supposed to come to pass that we get that word. We have to live day by day by day, step by step by step. And the steps we take are getting us prepared in all ways that we will be able to receive that prophetical word and walk in it. A lot of people want to have something like I see a pea in the sky and it says, hey, I'm going to go out and preach. Well, you need to be prepared before you do many things, and God prepares you. And it's that learning time from when you get that prophetical word to the manifestation, and we have to pay attention. But most people are doing hard times when something negative comes their way or something else comes their way. They spend more time trying to run from it or maybe getting the wrong type of attitude about it or just kind of balking down on it instead of what you just said a few minutes ago. Lord, what can I learn from this? And if it's repetitive, you see you haven't learned it yet. If you keep going around that same <laughs> valley, that's, 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 well, that's you know, a little bit like people. Uh, yeah, you come across people in your life where you're like, did that just happen to them again? You know, and you wonder, like, yeah, that, why does that keep happening to them? You know, whether it's you're losing something or, you know, you can't seem to find a job or your car keeps breaking down or like, you keep getting yeah, sick. I mean, there's just know, a reason. Of falling out with people. Well, you know who was the, the best example of that was the Israelite 11-day trip, 40 years. That was about yeah. 11 days ago. There you go. That's the way the valley set up there. And, and, and you know, you know and not it, everybody in that group of the Israelites, not all of them knew why they had to take this long route. But, you know, I feel like there was some that knew. I feel like the Spirit of God probably mm-hmm. was in some of them, right? Not all of them turned away from God. It's just like right now we look at our world and the way it is, and it seems like so many people, like we live in a godless society. You can say that out loud. But then again, you have to be careful what you say out in the atmosphere because you're prophesying when you're a a, a person of faith and you're using your words, you're prophesying this out. So if I say that we live in a godless society, what am I speaking out to our nation? You know, we want to say things like, you know, we live in a nation that serves God, that was built under God, you know, so that way we're calling that back out into it. And it just, it happens. I, I, I just feel like, you know, some of, maybe, maybe a few people in that group were like, okay, this is happening to us for a reason, right? We obviously did something wrong. They knew they did something wrong, you know, and they had to pay the price for it when you keep on going that route. But, you know, yeah, the power of the tongue, that's a whole other segment we could do, right? Yeah. Exactly, like it says in Romans 4.17, you speak of things that aren't as though they were. 
In other words, uh, I heard a pastor say the other day, it was on Pastor Huck's program, he thought it wasn't Larry, it was the uh, one of his pastors there, and it really was a word that came out was very interesting. He said a lot of times people are waiting for a breakthrough. You don't say, really, I'm waiting for breakthrough. You are breakthrough or yeah. healing. Hey, I'm not waiting for I am healing because the reason I'm healing is not me. I'm not the healer, but he's inside of me, the greater one, according to First John 4, 4 is in me. Right. So therefore, greater is he that's in me, and he is the I am. And therefore, Jesus said in John 14, 12, the things I do, so shall so you do. So you have to take the bull by the horns. You are that. See, he has you and me mm-hmm. and all of us out do what Jesus did. So we have to do that. Uh, and what, what really hit me when you said what you said there was uh, whenever uh, they spoke about the United States, when you said about it being the greatest country, God's country, and founded upon God, you know, the bottom line was even though there's a deviation and things that are going on, we speak those words out and there's a creative force. You see, that makes it happen because God spoke the world into existence and it's shaped into exactly. existence. So we believe that. We determine that and that's exactly what we do but a lot of people they speak the the low the bad situation they're in they talk about the bad the negative and that just makes it go in deeper and deeper but when a person and a lot feeling, of us do it without even catching it you know but i i try to catch myself now because i'm more in tune to it and you know it's just right. really important for the listener to hear that think about it like you know um, why is Johnny always doing that? You know, you just start talking about a loved one, like, you know, he's always late to work or he's always this and that. You know, we we just mm. automatically do that because it's just how we're tuned in, right? But if you can catch right. yourself and ask God to help you to just change that and say, you know, thank God Johnny has a job, you know, yeah, and, and just speak just yeah, you're renewing the words, your change them. Yeah, just change them around. And, you know, we hear yes. so many people on the news right now talk about how, you know, the society and it's woke and all these things. Yeah, we know all these things are coming out. But what about if every Christian or man or woman of faith started speaking out against that, the opposite, instead of joining in in the conversation? What about if we That's all it. spoke the opposite of it? You know, we're upset about this going on. Okay, we'll speak it out of existence, you know. One, you know, That's God's going to come and, and all this is going to be taken care of. But but we have to get right. it. I do it every day. I have to stop myself and say, nope, I need to change the way I said that, you know, because yes. I don't want that to be like, I want everybody to have the mind of Christ. And so that's my prayer right now. That's been my, my new prayer is like, Lord, you say in your word that we can have the mind of Christ. I'm praying for everybody to have the mind of Christ because if they have the mind of Christ, then all these things that are going on won't happen because they have the mind of Christ. Right. It's in that spirit with him. When you're in the spirit with him there, it, you go forth because human nature is that way. Just like human nature, the natural thing for a man to do if he does something wrong, get mad and swear or something like that. But uh, the natural thing for a Christian to do is to praise the Lord. In other words, the opposite of what the old man does is what the new man's supposed to do. And it can be that way. You see, in other words, we reverse what it was. In other words, not speaking negative, but speaking positive. That be your norm. Mm-hmm. The norm for the mm-hmm. negative man, the unsaved man, is 
what you're saying there, but we're renewed. That's why we need our mind renewed, you know. And it, when you yep. practice it, after a while, it becomes second nature to you more. Not that you're perfect in anything that we do. We never come to perfection. But never. we are so do things that uh, it, you find it's much easier to speak these things and not speak negative things once you practice them and stay with them. In fact, it says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as you think those things, you speak them out, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, and you're saying that word, so faith is building up in your heart about that word, so therefore it becomes second nature to you. You're saying as mm-hmm. a man thinks his heart, so by Jesus' stripes have been made whole. And all these things, when you do it, become second nature. When you hear sickness, disease, instead of thinking death or hospital or doctors, you're thinking healing. I'm healed. I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. I was already here 2,000 years ago. Instead of thinking, oh, my heavens, there's a hospital doctor. But you're not thinking that type of thing. You're just thinking about God and his healing power, not the world or the doctors or anything like that. And that he's always first place in those things. A lot of people, they put man uh, as their source for everything instead of going to God about it. Now, it's not just talking medical things, but everything. You know, God wants to be our source for all things. He said he's very present help to us in time of trouble in Psalms 46.1. And he wants us to come to him. And I believe it grieves the heart of God, don't you, Ramona? But we, we tend oh. to go to people answers go to middle little men or women no matter who they are instead of coming to him directly when we can have it right from him not from people yep yep so that's kind of a new thing for me right now to try to be more in tune and and i think that's the part where when we we can really activate the holy spirit and we can really try to live by that you know we ask the lord to help us with our tongue and help us with what comes out of our mouth and you know we're supposed to be godly influence we're supposed to influence people um like how you were saying earlier you know living that life and and that influence right you you think about it the in and then the fluctuation influence right we're in and then fluency and within and so it's like Sometimes that can just be with our body language, you know, um, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, it's with our words and sometimes it's how we react. Sometimes it's how we drive, you know, being um, yeah. upset on the road when somebody cuts you off or something. You don't know why they cut you off. Maybe they were in a hurry because their wife just got in an accident or their wife's in labor. You don't know. So, you know, why curse at them? When you don't, when you know they 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 might have something going on because mm-hmm. you're different than yeah, them. A lot, a lot of just let it go. To do just the... let it go. Yeah. So that's a, that's something that's good for the audience, you listeners, to try to, you know, just just try to understand. And, and when you wake up, you take that breath and you open your that's eyes that's... and you realize that the that the breath of God, the Spirit of God, is is what has made you. If you can stop and really embrace that, you know, and and that I think will help you every day too. Um, I wanted to let uh, the audience know. Consider others and them, you know. Uh, I know uh, I've made that myself of getting off too quickly. Uh, Hello, Ramona. Yeah, I lost you there for a minute. Yeah, I thought I clicked over. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, you hear me? Okay. 
Now I can. I wanted to let your audience know um, if, if anybody has any questions, they can email me at Ramona, R-A-M-O-N-A, at blossomsofmylife.org. Um, also, my website, um, I write under a pseudonym, and it's the letter I, the letter M, and then Dauntless. So I am Dauntless is my author name. Um, and so I have a website that is www, I, the letter M, and then dauntless.org. Um, you can see, uh, listen to a lot of my shows there, um, which is kind of nice because you can just listen to these words of people, words of faith for different people. And, and many, many people that have been on the shows um, just been blessed with that. And then also um, you can see my books there too. Yes, yes, and, and also, if you have any problem with that, just contact me. I'll definitely hook you up right there. And I, I totally oh, yeah. recommend everything because uh, it is really great. Uh, through personal experience and, and being a dear friend, I mean, uh, and what was said tonight, uh, what she was saying there uh, and everything, the teaching she was doing and everything, that was from the heart. That was from the Lord. We, we prayed that God would speak to the hearts of the people, and I know it speaks to my heart. I, I, the Holy Spirit's anointing, I can feel it very strongly in my spirit right now. I know Ramona can, too. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we feel very strongly that the Lord's speaking to all of us, sir, because we all had words of correction tonight to help to make us a better us, and all we have yeah. to do is receive it. But I really yeah. encourage you all to, to go in there because the programs are great, some great programs, a book, and, and what she has, and she just kind of covered uh, something because to be able to, to cover everything that she did has been phenomenal with the people, with the uh, special education people there, which is a really takes a special anointing to be able to do what she did there because not everybody, in fact, very few can really do what she did in that because that's a special yeah. anointing when you're working in situations like that. I've had teachers tell me, I don't know how you do that. And my answer to them is, I don't know how I couldn't. Because <laughs> yeah, when the Lord calls you to do that's something, it. you just do it, right? And and I, that's, I know, that's you it. know, but I could t- I could tell them the same thing. I don't know how you're a math teacher because I don't like math today, right? But you know, the same thing. And so, um, yeah, it, it definitely was a blessing. Um, I'm blessed right now. I have a part time job at a. I couldn't stay still. So I have a part-time job at um, a Christian school, which is kind of fun. They made me a part-time vice principal at Bethel Christian School. And so that's kind of fun and exciting. And, you know, just to be able to see kids with their Bible on their desk, that's a glorious Mm -hmm. thing to see, of course, for me after being in public school for 20-something years, right? Right, right. Well, do you know uh, what is really a blessing, you know, uh, is to, well, you really learn really big time when you're working special education children, patience by all means because that's completely a different ball game, and oh, yeah. uh, the patience you have to have in the dealing and what you have to do is far beyond and working with a, a normal situation. But uh, it oh, yeah. requires much patience and uh, everything, and you really learn from those things. I'm sure that was a big lesson to you learn. And working with those children have taught you a lot of things that most people don't have to experience when going through a situation like that. Right. And you have to have the patience to work with the families because, you know, they're trusting you. 
they're trusting yeah. you and you have to have the patience to deal with the, the schools because they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing for that family, you know? And so, um, it, it, it's, yes, patience is very important. I, you know, it's just like with anything in life. I don't know how anybody can do anything without knowing Christ today. You know, I think it's so important in, in any job, any kind of marketplace job that you have, if you can just bring, I mean, I was able to lead my principal to the Lord. That's how my presence and my influence on my campus that's how powerful it was. The Lord allowed me all the time to lead people to the Lord. And yes. when I led my principal, that was like, wow, Lord, I can't believe you just did that, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Prince. Yeah. Yes, it, yeah. Was, it, was, it was beautiful. You, know, you, me- you remember day- that? Remember? We, yes, we prayed was, about that before. Yeah, yes, that was we powerful. Did. We did. Yeah. Remember that day in the car? Uh, I, I picked yeah, because I called over, you and I said, yeah. Hey, I called you and I told you I'm supposed to go pray for my principal and I don't know what to do. I'm kind of scared, but I have to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, then, then you got back and you told me the, the glorious result. Well, remember that day in the car when I picked you up over at my daughter's and bring me over to the house and uh, you were talking to a lady uh, from California. She needed delivered. I was driving the car and you had your cell phone there and you put it up in my mouth and cell phone and we prayed and that lady got delivered. So I forget what it was. Yep. Uh, yep. But she still me, but she she speaks about that. But he set her free. It's a major thing that she had most of, a lot of her life there. But yet we yep. were driving the car in the spirit of God, and and uh, <laughs> what he did is we prayed. Yeah, there's some great great things. I mean, it's uh, mm-hmm. what's that the cool thing about the Lord? It, things will happen anytime, anywhere. Whether you're in a restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, we we had a lady that was barren, was in there, couldn't have children. You couldn't even hear yourself talk, Carly. We prayed with her, and she had a child just shortly thereafter. And, you know, it's come yeah. the rest. It was one of these all-you-can-eat places, you know, and just yeah. uh, just had prayer with her. So, you know, there's no... Well, he never stops working. He never goes to sleep. Yeah. He's, he's, he never stops working. So, I mean, he's constantly working. So no matter what's going on, as long as you're awake and breathing, he's constantly working. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what really amazed me, I think, with you about this whole thing, when you said we couldn't, I don't see how anybody could live without knowing Jesus to go through life. You know, it really signifies it because, you know, the things that we do are things that he does through us, so we don't have to do them. He's doing them through He did. He worked in the school with the children through you. You didn't do it in your own ability to try to figure it out yourself. But what happened, he did it through you, and then he said, hey, I just flowed with it. I just did it because he did it through you. We have the Lord helping us, whatever occupation is. Uh, he enables us to do it, and he makes us better and better at it and shows us how to do it. So instead of trying to do things ourselves, so... Right there we are. I mean, you know, to take it, it's sweatless. It's sweatless when we yep. allow him to do it through. We try to do it ourselves. It's frustrating, to say the least. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, man, well, listen, uh, did you have any uh, more as uh, far as you, you gave, I think, all the addresses, the books and everything? Is there anything else you'd like to say along that uh, line there? Any more uh, place to uh, give a uh, location to? Because you gave, I think, your uh, email and yeah, everything. Um, and you... I'm on Facebook. Um, there's two Ramona Trevinos. Um, I need to meet the other one. 
Um, she's in Texas, and she sounds like she has a pretty powerful, she's actually a Christian as well. So one day I'm going to meet that person. But mine, um, when you go on to mine, um, I actually have the cover of my book, uh, Holy Spirit, I Met You Here. So that's how you know it's me. So I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. Yes. Amen. Amen. And another thing I'll ask you, uh, is there any special word that you would have to the people to the most important thing you could tell the audience right now? What what stands out in your mind to tell the people is it the most important thing that you could say to the audience right now? It's on you your know, heart. I, I, I think that the Lord showed me that scripture, Job 33.4. I think that's really important for people to believe today because a lot of times, we as Christians can feel depleted, um, we can feel run down, we can feel tired, we can feel overworked, um, and it's not even doing ministry. Sometimes it's just what's living our life here um, as an earthly vessel. But, you know, if we can just stop and think about Job 33.4, that the Spirit of God lives, yes. he gave you breath, he made you like he made you. And just really contemplate that. And then also just, you know, find find a, a scripture that just really resonates. Ask the Lord to give you a word that really resonates with what you're going through right now. And, and hold on to that promise. You know, I always Same. hold on to Romans 8, 28, that I know all things are going to yeah. come together for the good. No matter what, even if I see my children, something happens, I'm like, okay, Lord, I know your promise. You said all things are going to come together for the good. You said that in your word, and I and I speak that back out to them. Um, also, if you have not had the opportunity to experience having your own prayer language, um, if you do have your own prayer language, use it mightily right now, because right now is the time for us to be using that. Um, and if you haven't, um, it's it's available. It's it's so available for you today. And and you know you could even if you don't have anybody to pray with you, um, just sit down and ask the Lord that Lord, I really want to have this um, gift of speaking in tongues and my own prayer language. And 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 it'll happen. It'll happen. Just I mean I kept on pursuing it. It took me a couple years of going through this you know, take this class and, and finding the church. And, you know, all those churches gave me what I needed at the time, but I needed more. I knew there was more. And so don't stop and get settled. If the Lord is uprooting you to go for more, then then do it. Take that uprootedness and go. I have a testimony to say about that real quick, Ed, before we end. When I needed to go for more, um, I was in church with my daughter's, my daughter's husband, and all my grandkids. And I felt the Lord tell me, you want more, you have to leave. And in me physically, I said, if I leave, they're not going to come to church anymore. And I felt the Lord tell me, they're not coming to church for me. They're coming to church for you. And that was so powerful for me to hear that. So I knew that once I left, to pursue what I needed to do for more that I was going to, you know, it's not a jeopardize. I don't want to use that word, but I knew they weren't going to go to church anymore. And they're not, but that it, it, they were going to church for me. They were not going to church 
for the Lord, like I was going to seek the Lord. And so I had to make that step. And it's difficult and it hurts and it's painful when you do it. But it's what the Lord wanted me to do. And if I wouldn't have done that, I would not have experienced all the things that God is doing in my life for me and through me right now by not making that hard step. So I know sometimes there's things that we have to sacrifice in the natural. But I look at that and I say, okay, God, you told me even right here what I read earlier in Psalm 103 that the salvation extends to the children's children because of my devotion to the Lord. So I remind him of those promises that even if they're not going to church right now, you said in your word, you said in Psalm 103 that my children and their children will come to know you because of my faithfulness. I'm not giving up on that promise, Pastor Ed. I'm not Amen. giving up on it. That's so that's right. probably hey. the last thing. Yeah, just that, that word, I just feel like I, I need to, somebody needs to hear that today. Amen. Amen. I know. Uh, you're right. You're right. And, you know, along in closing, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, without that experience, the importance of that is it changed uh, Ramona's life and mine completely, completely changed. We wouldn't be where we are today without that. And I'll tell you how important it is. You know, Jesus said we're to do the things that he did, John fourteen twelve. Things I do, so will you do even greater. What that simply means the fruit of the Holy Spirit was Jesus' character. The gifts of the Holy Spirit was Jesus' ability. But we can't operate yep. in the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit unless we have this experience. Because uh, a quick analogy, David, I did one last night in my teaching right there. Peter, remember, he denied Jesus three times. Okay? Yep. Reason being, he didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He knew Jesus, but he didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had the baptism of repentance with John. But then in Pentecost, what happened, they were put in jail when he was preaching Jesus. And when he preached Jesus, they put him in jail. They left him out, he and the other apostles. And they said, hey, you stop preaching Jesus, you're going to go back in jail or we'll kill you. Well, what he told to me, he said, I'm just preaching what I know and what I've heard, and God told me to do this. Now, he said, God told me to do this, and you told me not to. Now, who am I going to obey? And they knew that he was going to obey God, and that's, that's right. how he spoke. But he gave up before, you see, is because he didn't have that boldness, that empowerment. So uh, right. you can't do without the empowerment. Uh, to go without the baptism of the Holy Spirit today is like you buying a new car. You're saved. You have a new car, that new car, right? But you can't go anywhere in that new car until you put gasoline in it. If you don't put yep. gas in it, you're never going to take that new car anywhere. But when you put that gasoline in it, you can go, right? And that's just how important it is, like Sister Ramona has been speaking to you about all these things, which he's been ministering and sharing with you. They, they are, they're not optional if we want to really please our Lord and be fulfilled, that we can hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen. Anything else? I'm going to give you the last word right there. That was, that's you it. give the last word. That's it. Yes, that's it. Okay. Amen. That's what it is. So we love you all, and I, I do thank you, Ramona. It's a, you blessed all of us tonight. You blessed me. You blessed everybody. We're all blessed, and God was well pleased. And I, I'm just honored to have you on the program. I knew you'd be a, a wonderful blessing. And we, we love us, you, girl. Can I, um, can I close us out in sure. prayer? Do yes, I have a you minute? Certainly. Can. 
Hey, you're the one that's on. You're the one that's running this program now. <laughs> I told you. I just didn't know how we were with your... time, but Father, Father God, no, we just yeah. come before you this evening, Father, and we just come before you. We're so honored, and um, Father, just thank you for this opportunity, Father God, Father. Um, we just we bless you right now, Father. We thank you for everything that you are in our lives, Father God. Father, right now, I just want to pray over every ear that can hear my voice, Father. Father, if there's yes. anybody out there that has the desire to even go to that next level, Father, but they don't know how. How do I get empowered? How do I meet the Holy Spirit the way that you so graciously allowed me to meet them? Father, I just ask, Father, that you... Um, Continue to just show them how they can meet you, Father. Show them the right scripture, Father. Let them connect with the right person, Father. But right now, I just pray, Father, that if they are sitting listening to my voice, I pray that they are able to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that the flow of the Holy Spirit come over them, Father, in such a magnificent way, Father God, that they will be able to know, Father God, that they are able to see the evidence, Father God, that they have their prayer language, Father God, that that healings will start to manifest, Father God, that they will know that they were touched by you, Father God. Father, I pray for all their children, Father. I pray for lost and, and, and wayward children right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We stand on your word in Psalm 103 that you said that our, our salvation extends to the children's children of those that are faithful, Father God. We stand before you and say that we are faithful, Father God. And we're believing for our children to come back to serve the Lord, Father. That we believe that they're going to come back, Father, to be those um, Christ-driven youth, Father God, or even young adults, Father, or maybe grown adults, Father God, that they will serve the purpose that you embedded in them and you wove them in their mother's womb, Father God, that maybe right now they're not walking in the way that they should be, but, Father God, that they're going to find their way to you, Father God. I pray for a Damascus Road experience, Father, that would just bring them to their knees to where they'll know, Father God, that you are real and that that this is not just a game, but, Father God, it's something so personal and so real, Father God. Father, I pray for jobs right now, Father. If there's anybody out there, Father, that is looking or maybe has an interview coming up, I just kind of sense that somebody might be having an interview that they're nervous about. Um, Father, thank you, Father, that you have job opportunities available right now. And so, Father, I lift that person up right now, Father God, that when they go to that job interview, that they're going to feel confident, Father, that this is the job that you, where you want them to be. And when they're there, Father, that they will give you glory, Father, and that they will be a godly influence at that place of employment, Father God. Father, I pray for those that are needing provision, Father, whatever way that it may be, Father, whether maybe the finances are really dim right now, Father. I just pray, Father, I pray for a healing of our finances right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We can call that into order right now in the name of Jesus, Father. Sometimes things get out of control, Father God, and Father, just like our eating can get out of control and then we gain weight. So, Father God, sometimes finances get out of control and they gain debt. 
So, Father, right now, we call that into order right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, we ask that that these uh, fellow believers, Father, that are listening to my prayer right now, Father, that they will land and not borrow, Father God, that they will be the ones, Father, that we are not, we are the head and we're not the tail, Father God. So just remind them that right now. I prophesy that right now over whoever's listening to my voice, Father God. And, Father, if there's anybody that has a child with special needs or they know someone, or maybe they've experienced something with a child with special needs, Father God. I just ask, Father God, that you bless them right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for that gift of life, Father. And I know, Father God, that they're going to have the courage and the strength and the wisdom, Father, to bring this child up knowing you, Father God. Father, I ask for blessings over um, Ed and, and Sabina, Father God. I love them dearly, Father God. I ask that you meet the needs that they have. Father, they know what they are, Father. I ask I join with them, Father God. You say where two or more are gathered, that um, you are in our midst. So, Father, any prayers that they have petitioned towards you, Father God, I join them right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, that your will be done, Father, in the name of Jesus, yes. Father. And we just I thank you, Father, for this evening, Father. I thank you for life, Father. I thank you that your breath gives me life, Father, and everyone that can hear me today. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All I can say to that is everybody received the prayer. Because God is anointing. You were praying right there. I just felt that anointing release. Release that anointing through the airways. That anointing is there for whatever it is. It's yours. There's a buffet out there now. And you draw from the buffet what you need is what it is. Right now, I thought... I draw from the buffet. I know Ramona's drawing from it. We're all drawing from it because that's, that's how we get it. Because you have not because you asked not to just receive. Thank you so much, Amen. Ramona. This has really been a pleasure. The presence of God. God is really, this is very anointed. And I'll, right now we actually, uh, the next about 10 minutes, if you go to, in fact, it's 825 by my watch here in Eastern Standard Time. And it actually, uh, we have an hour and a half. And we're just about five minutes off, and it, which it doesn't matter. And generally about three or four minutes after the program, which is just a little after 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, you can listen to that program again. So I would encourage everybody that's listening to listen to it again, have your friends listen to it, because this is a powerfully anointed program, and it can, it will, not can, but it will change lives. So I encourage you all just go to, to Reaching Out Radio International on the on-demand section, and you will see it there and listen to it, because... God was really in this program tonight. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm really, I'm really blessed. I'm big time blessed in my spirit. This is powerful. This is really powerful, folks. Say hey, hello to I Mama love, Sabina for me. I will for my better half. There, I will say hi to her, and I know she'll be. God bless you. And bless you. We love you and thank you so much. And you have yourself a blessed week now. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. And bye-bye, everybody. We love you all. We'll see you in two weeks.